Welcome to the People Chronicles. My name is Anna Rose, and today on Storied Women, my guest is Lisa Martello McGowan. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> Before we start to talk, uh, I just want to let everyone know, because we do belong to the gender of full disclosure, I'm like the card-carrying member of the that uh, we do know each other. Yes. <laughs> and how do we know each other? <laughs> we know each other through your book. Yes. My book, Lunch with Lucille. Lunch, yes. The award-winning book. The Lunch award-winning. I should, yes, yes, I should correct. use an adjective. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you should use an adjective. <laughs> uh, you'll know why she said that in a little while. <laughs> However, uh, so I, we do know each other because Lisa was an editor uh, is the editor of Lunch with Lucille. So that's how I know Lisa. I have a very personal relationship with her and professional relationship as well. And that is why I wanted to introduce her to you. Okay, so here we go, Lisa. The question that we always start every People Chronicles um, Storied Women episode is, what is it that you want the viewers to take away to learn from your story? Well, I, I wrote some notes. So um, succinctly, I want people to know that you can live with cancer. And this is just what I wrote down. Cancer, just the sound of the word, fills your heart with fear and dread. It's a terrifying diagnosis. For many of us, the disease threatens to rob us of our health, our energy, our vitality, and our sense of well-being. It endangers our ability to provide for ourselves and to take care of our families. It can ruin our best laid plans, destroy our hopes and dreams, and it has taken our friends and loved ones from us far too soon. Cancer is a powerful enemy. It's an opponent, but it can be beaten. During my fight, I remember what cancer cannot do. It cannot cripple love. It cannot shatter hope. It cannot corrode faith. It, can not, it cannot destroy peace. It cannot kill friendship. It cannot silence courage. And it cannot conquer the spirits. So I think that's what I want people to know. <laughs> um, again, it's, succinctly that it is a disease that affects so many people, but I think we can live with it and hopefully beat it. Okay, so when you say we, you're talking about Lisa. Oh, right. Am I, I supposed I, to just talk about me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You are the storied woman. I'm the story woman. woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, I will beat this. <laughs> you will beat this. So um, tell people a little bit about Lisa McGowan. Just a, a, a quick, uh, maybe tell people about Lisa McGowan prior to 2014. Uh, 2012, I should 2012. say. 2012. Okay. Well, just the Notes version. Uh, I was born and raised in Danceville, New York. I went to college to be an English teacher. I've been an English teacher my whole life. Uh, I'm married. I have two children. And I have several hobbies. I'm a little competitive. I've played sports my whole life. Um, I like to bike ride, horseback ride. I like to read. Well, that's about all, I guess. That's me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, and I know how highly competitive you are. And then... Uh, something changed dramatically in 2012. So can you share that with what, what happened then? Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine who is a nurse, and I was telling her some symptoms that I had, and she said, those sound pretty serious. You should probably have that checked out. What, what, what are those symptoms? Well, I was losing weight, and I hadn't changed anything. I hadn't okay. changed my diet, and I hadn't increased my exercise or anything. I just started dropping pounds. And I mean significant pounds, like 30 pounds just fell off. 
So over I was, a period of how long? It was probably three months. Okay. All right. So if it rel- so really quickly. Very quickly. Okay. And I was starting to go to the bathroom more frequently, um, more than the average person. <laughs> so and I had had some blood in my stools. So okay. those three things made her say, "You have to go have that checked out." So I went to digestive diseases. Now, how old are you when this happened? I was 42. Okay, so you're... Extremely young. Yes, extremely young Mm -hmm. and um, pre-hurry up and get your your colonoscopy uh, 50 age. Right, you're you're supposed to be 50. That's the recommended age. So I was... In your early 40s. Early 40s. And you're starting to have these symptoms and you don't realize what they are. And so you go to the digestive diseases and they say... They say, well, you wake up from the anesthesia, and they say, you had 19 polyps, and you have one significantly sized tumor that we think is cancerous. So you hear that, and... <laughs> and what, what, your, does, what happens when you hear that? Well, your heart skips a beat, and your palms sweat, and you really don't... You can't put your head around it, really, um, because it's such a massive diagnosis and because you're just coming out of anesthesia Mm -hmm. so it's hard like I didn't even know where I was or who my husband was at first you know because it takes you a few minutes uh so yeah it's it's hard your heart and mind battle with each other to try and figure out what's going on um but then you walk through it and you meet with the right doctors and you establish a game plan and you just dive in and go from there so that's kind of where you become this warrior yes Really, yeah, seriously, you are. This is a battle. And they, they've they said that people who treat it like that, it, uh, like you can conquer it or it's, it's an enemy, but you can defeat it and you keep a positive outlook, that those people usually are better at surviving it. So that's what I tried to do was think of it as an opponent and I'm going to beat this opponent. So what do you, how do you do that? How do you, how do you beat such an opponent? So, you know, what what have you been doing? Well, I tried to maintain my life the way that it always was. I've continued to work. I continue to walk the dog or go bike riding with our children. I stay active, just like I always did. Um, there were times during chemotherapy that the fatigue is so bad that you can't beat it. it, you, ha- it you have to stay down. But then the minute I could, I would get up and do what I could just because so you've had chemo have you had other uh, uh, treatments uh, besides the chemo i did the chemo and the surgery so and far surgery. yeah okay okay so and you look good oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's half the battle right <laughs> well you know what it helps yeah sure because when i look in the mirror i don't see myself as sick and other people don't see me as sick so i think it helps yeah okay what we're going to do is we're going to take a short break And then we're going to come back, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about how you keep this optimism and how you, uh, as I say, how you are this warrior woman and (laughs) how you're defeating this this ugly thing we call cancer. (laughs) We'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to hold your next event? Look no more. The Crown Plaza Reading Hotel is the premier place for meetings, special events, and banquets. Just listen to one of their many delighted customers. 
My name is Ann Sheehan. I'm the executive director of BCTV. Last night, BCTV had an event here at the Crown Plaza in Reading, and it was just wonderful. Everything was great. The food was delicious. The room looked fabulous, and the atmosphere and ambiance were just beyond anything I could have imagined. It was a great event, and I can't say enough about Craig Poole and the team he has in place at the Crown Plaza. The Crown Plaza Reading Hotel, making dreams come true. Call them today at 610-376-3811. Welcome back to the People Chronicles. And I'm Anna Rose, still. And next to me is still Lisa (laughs) Martello McGowan. We are still here. We are still here. (laughs) And what we're going to do is we're going to pick up where we left off at the first half of the program. And Lisa was telling us about uh, living with colon cancer and what it means. And she started off by telling us what it doesn't do. And I'm just going to reiterate that. Um, I'm I'm taking her notes now. Um, She said, it cannot cripple love. It cannot shatter hope. It cannot corrode faith. It cannot destroy peace or kill friendship or silence courage or conquer the spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me then, and those are beautiful words, and you wrote them I because did. you are an English uh. teacher, <laughs> <laughs> and you came well prepared to I sure. with your notes, and I know, I know that as you are my editor. Yes. So, uh, so you're telling us what it isn't and what it can't do. Tell me what it does do for you. What does cancer do for you? Who is this new Lisa? Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't take my life for granted. Um, so you're this grateful. If we, if we look at it in, po- in positive words, when you say, I don't take my life for granted, cry. <laughs> is that you, you then appreciate everything about your life. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to say that I am your Facebook buddy. Yes. It's a Facebook friend. I mean, right, I mean we I've are. got to get the lingo. I've right. got to get my lingo right. So I am your Facebook friend. So I, wa- I watch you. <laughs> I watch you. And I know how you take. People are watching. Yeah, people are, the whole world is watching. The world is watching. Uh, about how you don't take life for granted. Uh, some of the things that you do that I wouldn't even do is what did you do just recently? Well, we just entered the Warrior Dash. Uh, <laughs> it's a mud race. And we were up in the Poconos. And it's 3.2 miles, and in addition to running, you have to do obstacles. So there were about 12 obstacles, and you're going under barbed wire, you're climbing over cargo nets, um, you have to climb mounds of mud and then fall into uh, just tons of water with mud and climb out of it, and it was a blast. It was so much fun. But it almost is somewhat symbolic about this this uh, fight that you have on this competition between between you and cancer that mm-hmm. you have that it, it is an uphill it is dirty it is messy yep. there are obstacles to get to go through and yet you do it and that's one of the reasons why I call you my warrior woman <laughs> uh, because you are beating this I mean you are yeah. fighting this tell me a little bit about how about the children about you know I I lost my dad to cancer when I was four years old um your children are a little bit older, correct? They are 12 and 10. Okay, so they are they're pretty much in tune with what's going on. They and are. They can have conversations and less than I did at the time. And also, 60 years ago, nobody really wanted to hear my opinion anyway. You know, right. So now we want to hear the children, want to hear the children speak. Tell me, tell me what you do. How do you keep that going? How do you keep that so positive? Well, I always told them what was going on, so they've always known... Um, 
And my, my daughter was, she's so much like me. She said, well, mom, you'll just go to the doctor and they'll give you medicine and you'll be fine. There you go. <laughs> so I just remember that. I'm going to go to the doctor. He's going to give me medicine and I'm going to be fine. And they, they, they expect that from me to be positive. And Grace, I said to her the other day, do you think I'm a pretty positive person? She says, mom, there's no one more positive than you. <laughs> I, would, I would have um, to agree with Grace. <laughs> I actually, today I commented that she was mini, mini you. Yeah. She looks just like you too. So. She does. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, and I think I get it from my parents because when I first told my parents uh, about my diagnosis, mom looked at me and at first she said, oh, no, not you. And then she said, well, nothing will change. You'll just go on being you. And so that's what I do. And I don't, I don't know where else it comes from except I don't like negativity. Um, I don't think it's productive. So I stay focused on the positive and what could happen. Mm-hmm. Now, I, have you? I like that outcome better than the, the negative part. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, how about diet? I mean, have they told you? Uh, what, is there something to do with diet? I mean, to eat, not to eat? There's tons of information on what to eat and what not to eat. Uh, during chemo, you have to focus on things that will help increase your red blood count. There's things that will help you when you're not feeling well, when you're nauseous. You can eat certain foods. So it's... It's out there. It's everywhere. And if you follow it, there's there's books on what to eat. Uh, is there for, anything specific or anything that you could share with maybe someone who is who has colon cancer now that um, is listening that you specifically? Well, I would switch to organic, and I would you have to anything high in iron. Okay. And ginger uh, is a big anti nausea fighter. So if they're nauseous, it's, that's going to help. I used to put it in my tea. I used to put it just in hot water and heat it up. Um, that, that helped tremendously. Okay, great, great. All right, wh- what else do we need to know about Lisa? About this new Lisa? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just Where do you go from here? Well, I'm going to continue to fight and continue to be hopeful and, and what's in that fight what what is well the next step uh my chemotherapy stopped working so i have to go talk to a radiologist and i meet with him on tuesday because they're gonna target i have cancer in my liver because it spread from my colon to my liver um and to my lungs but the good news is the lungs are stable they're not growing anymore and the liver started to grow but very they're still pretty small um the good news is there's no new cells, so that's exciting. And hopefully the radiologist can go right in and target the liver. So that's, that's our next step. Okay, so is that, will that be done locally? No, that's at Johns Hopkins. Okay, so even while all this is going on, then you, you're, you're on the move. I mean, it's yes. not like, okay, so you have to seek out this therapy. You have to seek out the treatment. Um, as opposed to it, you know, being readily available. I mean, at, at hand, I should say. Yes, I think that if you or a family member are diagnosed, you have to be your strongest advocate. You have to go out and find the doctors and talk to people, and always get a second or third opinion. I went all over. Um, of course, you Google everything and you research the sure, top sure. hospitals. Yeah. And um, we're we're fortunate. Pennsylvania has a lot of excellent. Uh, co- hospitals for cancer there's fox chase the university of pennsylvania comes highly recommended i just chose to go to hopkins 
Um, and I'm glad I did. It works for me. It is two hours one way, so it's not for everyone. But but you have I've a lot been, of support, you know. And I do. I, talk to me or tell us a little bit about that that support system that you have. Well, I have my my parents are big advocates. Um, my children are supportive. My husband is a truck driver, so the good news is he knows wherever <laughs> to go. So I could you know have chosen a, a hospital in California, and he would be like, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> Uh, so that's really lucky for me. So I don't have to worry. I don't have that stress about how to get there and where to park. And and he's really good. These hospitals are massive, and I'm not so great with, you know, directions and all that. But he, he so he's wonderful. I just am like the blind. I just let him take me, just take me to the doctor. Um, so that's really fortunate. He's been a huge support. I think sometimes it's harder on the caregivers than it is for the patient. I really do. Um and the people that I work with are tremendous supporters. I am really lucky because I've been out for three surgeries, and my students are supportive. My boss, uh, Jim Reese, who I call Barry. I call him Barry because he looks like Barry Gibb. But he is, he's oh, a he huge advocate. Like he doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really fortunate. I have a strong uh, support group because you can't do this alone. You have to talk to other people, and you have to have people who have your back. Yeah. It's funny because when you say you have to have people have it back, but in essence, it was the friend. Yes. Who was Deb your friend prior to? Yes. Just a colleague then. No, we were friends and colleagues. Yeah. Okay. So you were friends and colleagues. So Mm -hmm. it was she who who pointed you in the right direction. Yes. Um, Which I've called her my lifesaver several times. She is. She is your lifesaver. Yeah. And I know how supportive she's been um, throughout this whole episode in your life. Yeah. You really are a warrior <laughs> princess. Okay, we're going to wrap it up there. I, you know, when Lisa started this, you know, she was telling us everything that that um, that cancer can do or can take from you, but that she hasn't let it take it from her. In fact, it's basically giving you, I think, uh, that that drive, even mm-hmm. that little bit more of that drive than you've always had. And uh, so she's learned how to compete, which is very valuable since the female generation is not really <laughs> well-versed in how to compete. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's true. Exactly. So, uh, but you do it so well, and I'm just honored that you would be here today. So, Thank you. Um, it was a pleasure to be here. As I say that, we're going to sign off from Storied Women. And Lisa, thank you again. 